Ho ho ho! Merry Christmas from Santa me Santa Claus. Um, I cocked up a little bit. Because on Christmas Eve, is it Christmas? Yeah, on Christmas Eve, I forgot to deliver you some some presents. So, via the magic of the regular features podcast, I've got some ec- extra presents for you that I forgot to deliver on Christmas Eve, as I said. Um. So first of all, got a present from what's this? What's this say? Oh yes, this is from someone calling themselves Joe Scrabble. So this is what he got you as a, as a present. Christmas is coming. The geese are getting fat. Please do put a penny in the old man's hat. If you haven't got a penny, a halfpenny will do. If you haven't got a halfpenny, then God bless you. If God will not bless you, perhaps you've turned to sin. Perhaps it does not matter if you put a penny in. That old man's bones are brittle. His hat is doffed. He's cold. He'd put up scant resistance if you and your boys rolled. You put on leather jackets, and first you break his arm. You punch his hat inside and out. He knows that you mean harm. All snapped and now a wailing, he asks of you. But why? You say, "Merry Christmas, Daddy-o," and pluck out his right eye. You swallow the slick and shiny orb. A power play, it's true. The boys look one to other. It's clear that they fear you. Emboldened by your festive pranks and the old man's whinging screams, you turn to get your motorbike and whistle for Janine. A quick aside about Janine: she is your best side piece. You met her in the strip joint where you escape from Denise. She's lithe and cruel and pretty, a perfect biker's girl. She follows you about everywhere, except Costco, because she doesn't own her own business and feels strongly about the need for a membership card to enter. But what's this? Beyond the alley, someone's witnessed your crime. Squat mass and elongated necks. Oh God, a callback from the first line. They stop and then a mass anon. It's all those fattened geese, steel-eyed and primed for beatdowns like some avian police. Some geese are wearing hats, you think. One's holding a nightstick. You catch yourself wondering who called a truncheon that, but stop yourself right quick. Nightstick, you hear a goose declaim. You're not the first to ask. It's simply because it sees no light when I shove it up your ass. A talking goose, you think? And clairvoyant too to boot? Wait till the gang at Bernie's here; they'll think that that's a hoot. You fucking cunt! Exclaims a goose. A hoot comes from an owl. Your mistake has barely registered when you hear an eldritch howl. 
A creaking and a cracking emerges from behind. You turn to see the old man's corpse, but it's no longer supine. It floats into the air and twists with hideous force. You stare blankly at the butcher movements until they've run their course. A ball of weeping flesh floats now, an old man walnut shell. A hovering sphere of sinew like a petonk ball used in hell. Janine is screaming, you realize, perhaps a second late. She's torn in two by phantom hands from asshole up to pate. Your breath is caught inside your throat, gets pushed past quick by vomit. You cannot help but notice that you've lost this morning's omelette. A piece of plastic falls from above, from the pocket near her belly. Your best girl's driving license. The name? Janine Penny. Somehow, despite her newfound status as so much bone and waste, a voice then it emerges from the two sides of her face. Well, there's no penny for me, I suppose, it says and emits an aged laugh. But the hay in halfpenny, you should know it's short for half. Like your, your girlfriend. You stop a second, stunned by wit. Then consider the meaning. You know you just saw Janine bifurcated, but you just start intervening. To the orb you say, So was this like a big pun joke about that Christmas sonnet? Because taking it to its full extent, that would mean you wanted to put my girlfriend Penny in your bonnet. Oh, come on now, Dennis, says the demon form. That was really pretty great. Like everyone's a critic now. You're not Tom Paulin, mate. You're suddenly blown to thick gut dust, a most violent form of sneer. The old man's sphere demon's voice calls out, Hey fat goose boys, want a beer, 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 beer. Well, I, I, I don't really know what that was. Um, maybe that makes more sense to you than it did to me. I don't know. There's, there's something else in my bag. This is from from someone calling themselves Mr. Steve Hogarty. I should, I should call him Steve Ho Ho Hogarty. This, this is from him anyway. I don't know if you do you know him. Is he, a, is he a nice chap? Well, he's got you a present anyway, so he's a little bit bloody nice, isn't he? Um, <clears throat> let's let's see what he's, what he's left in here for your audio stocking. Hello, reader. It's me. It's Steve. It's the guy. It's the, go- it's the cool dude who knows all the news. Um, for example, um, Obama has um, expelled some Russian diplomats because of the cyber attacks, what they did. Um, so that's, you know, amid the uh, uh, direct hacks against the Democratic Party and Hillary Clinton's campaign, that's all going on. So some of the news that me, as a cool dude, knows. Um, Hillsborough campaigner refuses OBE. That's going on. 
the author who led the Hillsborough Independent Panels research team said he could not receive an honour in protest, quote, at those who remained unresponsive, end quote, to help families and survivors affected by the Hillsborough disaster. That's some of the news of me, as a cool dude, knows. Um, but hey, I'm, it's not just about the news. I'm not here to read read the news at you because it's the end of a year. It's it's 2016, and it's a time to reflect and it's a time to rejoice and you know take stock. But while we're all still lingering in the warm afterglow of the birth of the baby Jesus Christ, then there's a, there is another the baby that I would like to introduce you to and tell you all about, and that's the baby Steve Hogarty. It's the baby me who was conceived at the disco by two parents called my mam and my dad. And now I think you need to learn all about them and how I came to be because, you know what, this podcast is not enough about me, the cool dude the news with the news. So come with me. Oh, God. I've had a lot to drink. And um, come with me to the disco and find out what, where I have been, how it all, where it all began. You know, let's go back to the beginning. Let's get down to brass tacks. Um, hop in my time machine, take a seat, strap yourself in, and let's go. I love this song. What? I said I love this song. Oh, yeah, it's, it's great. It's great. It's from 19, 1986. Yeah, that's the year that we're in. I mean, that's that's the year that it is right now. Yeah, yeah, it's 1986. This is this song is at number one. Yeah, the last song to be at number one was George Michael's A Different Corner. Well, it's, yeah, it's one of his lesser known hits, it must be said. Yeah, yeah, yeah George Michael's gonna live forever. Hey, do you, do you want to come home and consider? Steve Steve Hogarty with me? What? I said, do you want to... Uh, never mind, just get in my car. Let's drive. Do you mind if I turn the radio on? Of course not. There's probably more cool 1986 music on there. <laughs> you were right. It's West End Girls by the Pet Shop Boys. Another number one from this year, 1986. Fantastic song. I know, right? It's got me right in the mood to conceive a baby. Me too. Let's conceive Steve Hogarty in the glove box of this car, which is how he is made. Pass me that jar of tepid water from a lake. Here you go. Thanks. I'll just put it in the glove box with the cigarette lighter, some beads, and some tinfoil. It's all the ingredients to make a baby. That's good work. Now all I need to do is crash this car into a nursery at exactly 55 miles per hour. That's right. Now just make sure you don't crash into a zoo at 45 miles per hour because that's how you get a glove box full of newborn penguins. Mate, I've got this. This isn't the first time I've conceived Steve Hogarty. It isn't? No, no, no. This is the 800th time. We're about to create Steve Hogarty number 800. My God. You're insane. Or maybe I'm the sanest goddamn woman alive. Nine months later, I crawled from the mangled remains of a Fiat Panda, fully grown, entirely clothed and blinking in the daylight. Where was I, or to be more precise, when was I? I tuned into the local radio station for clues. Do you waiting? Do you waiting for me? 
that's George Michael and Aretha Franklin singing I knew you were waiting brackets for me. That must mean it's February 12th, 1987, my birthday and the day that I was born. You're probably wondering what happened to the other 799 Steve Hogarty's. Well, truth be told, I killed them all over the course of about 20 years, mostly one by one in random stabbings and ritualistic battles to the death, some I lured into devious traps or betrayed in bank heists like at the beginning of the Batman film with Heath Ledger. I convinced 48 of the Steve Hogarty's to board a blimp once, under the pretense that I wished to protect the remaining Steve Hogarty's from the Steve Hogarty who was going around murdering other Steve Hogarty's by flying them all to a secret Steve Hogarty retreat of sorts in the mountains where they'd be safe. But then I piloted the blimp into the sea, killing all of the Steve Hogarty's on board, including myself. But that was okay because there were still another 20 or so of me still posturing around. Of that lot, most died of birth defects and in random sort of road traffic accidents, leaving just me and the guy, of course, from Black Mirror. Um, so that's, that's essentially my biography automatically told aut- an automatic biography for you of sorts uh, to be continued I guess happy new year here's to 2017 uh, from me Steve Hogarty to you regular features reader good night and enjoy the rest of the podcast and uh, finally we've got Present from a little boy called Gav Murphy. Alright, Merry Christmas to you. This is Gav. My thing this week is I have been hanging out a lot with my nan. It's quite old and she has sort of early uh, onset dementia, uh, which she has to take tablets for. And... We take her in turns going up to make sure she's taking her tablets. And I did this a couple of times over the Christmas holiday. So I got to hang out with her and have a cup of tea, eat Maltesers and talk about things with her. She's she's pretty obsessed at the moment with the fact that I don't have a girlfriend. Uh, so that comes up a lot in this what you're about to hear. Um, but it's, it's still quite sweet anyway. And it just, she really makes me laugh. So I hope you like it. And if you don't, well... It's only about five and a half minutes anyway, so what would you have done with that time anyway? Be honest with yourself and with me. Why have you not got a girlfriend? (laughs) That's all right, though. I don't need a girlfriend. Yeah, we all need friends, love. I've got friends. That's fine. Come on. You've got to help with it. I am, yeah. Thank you. They're lovely. I can't remember the last time I had a Malteser, so that's good. You've got to eat them. I am eating them. Good, because if I'm caught with them, I'll get into trouble. <laughs> oh, it's lovely to see you, sweetheart. But I wish you weren't a good bed. Why do Why do <laughs> It's not nice being on your own. I'm not on my own. I've got friends. Yeah, but that's different. Why would it be different? So, why do you want me to have a girlfriend so much? Because I don't want you to be lonely. I'm not lonely though. I promise you, I'm not lonely. I believe you.
<laughs> I think. I know what it's like to be lonely on your own. And You're not lonely, there's always someone up here. Oh, it's the gurus that are always you, but that's different. Different, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's different. Like, yeah. you come and that's different. That's totally different. That's enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, I get lonely. But there's no one out there I fancy. <laughs> you've, got, you've got high standards. That's good. You know what? And you also had a really good one in Bampi, so... Yeah, I did. It's hard to beat him, isn't it? I did. I can't get a good one like that again. I don't want any. Exactly. I've got a big old toaster. That's a f- toaster mm-hmm. for four bits of bread. I know. When are you eating four bits of toast? When I want four bits of bread. Would you eat four bits of toast? Not really. No, yeah, I didn't think so. And you, I wish you'd find a girlfriend. Well, I might find a girlfriend. You don't know, do you? Anything could happen. I've got my options open. Good. And if I meet... I'd like to see you coming in through my door with a girlfriend. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh. To see you happy. I am happy. <laughs> yeah, but with a girlfriend. Well, I'm trying my best. I'll try. I'll definitely try my best for but you. But it's gotta be a nice one. Okay. She gotta be good too. She's not good too. Throw her out. <laughs> Well, I'd probably only pick a nice girlfriend in fairness, wouldn't I? I've, got any, I've always had nice girlfriends. Yeah, but I want you to keep them. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fair point. And you don't, so you've got to pick a nice one. Okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'll do my best. Absolutely do my best to do that. I know it's hard for you. It is hard. It's right for you, laying about in bed reading Catherine Cookson all day. You've got plenty of time to have a boyfriend. I don't want one. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah, if I bring a girlfriend home and there's a man in here, he'd be out sharpish. Yeah, he would be out if it was a man. I'd say, sorry, clean off. <laughs> you don't need any of that. I had two men, and they were two good men. Yeah. They loved my children as well, and that made a lot of impression with me. Yeah. And they both died. wasn't fair, was it? No, these things were not very fair, they? I didn't know him long enough, that's all. Yeah. That is really sad. No, I didn't know him long enough. Definitely not. Well, I was four when he died, so that's a long time ago. That's 27 years ago. I'm not good, is it? Oh, I'd love to see you with a girlfriend. Yeah? For you were sick as well as mine. Well, as soon as I get one, you'll be the first to know, don't worry. And she's got to love you to bits like you love her, otherwise it's no good. No good, all right. No, okay, well, it's that's, no good. I'll remember that. That's a good tip. That's one thing to look I out don't for. Want, I don't want you having somebody who's not going to give you all what she's got and yeah. you're not going to give her all that you've got. Yeah. Because it don't work out otherwise. No. If you fetched somebody home and I said, Gav, I don't like her. Yeah. Well, I'd listen to you to be fair. That's it. You know, it's wrong. Well, if you didn't, if you didn't like them, there's, they'd probably say wrong with them, wouldn't they? Like, you're quite good for if someone's nice or not. That's good. I mean, you, I you, I want somebody who was nice to you, was going to yeah. be good to you, and you were going to be good to her. That's how I want it. Yeah. 
it. It's not asking for miracles. <laughs> I don't know at this point. <laughs> but you were looking for miracles. <laughs> not miracles. I wish I could find one for you, love. Oh, thank you. But make sure it's the right one. Of course. Absolutely. Not one who's going to say, can I have this? Can I have that? You don't want one like that. I haven't, I haven't got anything for her, to be fair. So. No, you don't want anybody like that. No. You want somebody to share your life. Absolutely. Is your new telly working? Yeah, you better have it off before you go, because if it's gone wrong, there's nothing I can do about it. Let's have a look. Right then, lovely. Look after yourself. Oh, that's right. I'll see you tomorrow. I love you. And I love you too. Right, I'll see you tomorrow. You gonna lock this door after me, though? Yeah. Okay. I'm on my way. Right. Love you. I love you too. Right. Lock it up. I will. I'll see you. Your mother after me. Yeah, I know. I'll see you tomorrow. All right, love. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we should have gone. No, I'll wait till you do. Okay, I'm going to the gate now. Oh, lovely. There and there we are. Some extra presents from the regular features podcast, just, just for you. Um, well, as I said, I can only apologise for not delivering them on time but um this is quite nice it's like when your mum forgets that she's she's got you a present and it's on top of the cupboard or something and you get it later on so you get it's like having two christmases isn't it a little bit and uh yeah so that's all remains for me to say is uh good night and uh, Merry Christmas. Yes. Merry Christmas, everybody! Hey!